Last week we started studying the book of Luke and Baba Daphne took us through part uh, of uh, Luke chapter 1. And as we went through it, we went through the declaration of the birth of John the Baptist. And then we went through his birth. All that season, that is what we covered last week. But then this week we are going to complete Luke 1. And we are going to read between Luke chapter 1 from verse 26 uh, all the way to about uh, 56. And that's what we are going to study today. I'm going to invite a man of God, a man uh, who is such a blessing to us also as a congregation. Uh, when I leave, just come up and just help us read the scripture that we're going to study today. Then we just get into studying it. Karibu sana. Good morning, church. So we're reading from Luke 1, um, verse 26 to 56. An angel promises the birth of Jesus to Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. But I'm sure the angel had a smile on his face and he said, Don't worry, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be a very great, he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. But how can this happen? Mary asked the angel. I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of the Most, of the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but now, in her sixth month, for there is nothing. Is, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said come, may everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Mary, uh, Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped inside within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a 
glad cry and exclaim to Mary, "Ah, oh, God has blessed you. You above all women, and your child is blessed." Oh, why why am I honored? Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greetings, Mary, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he has said. And then Mary, with, I'm sure he had, she, she had a lot of joy in her heart. She said, oh, my soul, praise the Lord. My spirit rejoicing God, my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he has done great things for me. He has shown mercy. Yes, he has shown mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. Ah, yes. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble instead. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made his promise to our ancestors and to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and went back to her own home. Thank you so much. Let us appreciate him. There is a way Lee has been gifted such that when he reads the word of God, it comes alive. Did you feel it? How he audio-dramatized uh, that scripture? That is what we are studying today. And I'm going to mention several things as we go through those few verses, and that will be our time together. It is a beautiful season. We, this is the week of Christmas. I hope I'm the first one to wish you a Merry Christmas. Actually, you know, I'm for the sake, for effect. Okay, anyway, even if I'm not the first one, uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas. And we are covering the story of Jesus' birth. Uh, Children, um, as we celebrate Christmas, we will have maybe a Christmas tree at home or not. Uh, maybe we may have decorations or not. But the essence of, or rather the reason for the season is Christ's birth. That is what we are celebrating in Christmas. And we will get to celebrate in different ways. So, this story happens in Nazareth. Where did this happen? I will need you to respond. Where did this story happen? In Nazareth. And I'm going to just tell you a little bit about Nazareth, and then we'll move on. Nazareth, um, and, and, and a slide will go up that has a picture, uh, a modern picture of Nazareth. Nazareth was such a lowly place and a bad place that people thought that nothing good would happen in this place. So actually in scripture, there's a gentleman called uh, Nathaniel. He speaks in uh, John chapter 1 verses 46 and says, Nazareth, can anything good come out of there? 
And it was such a lowly place that if you'd say something good would come out of there or somebody great will come out of there, it felt like a hoax. Can you think of such a place? I don't know what that place would be in your mind. Maybe you up country, Okisafiri, Kwenda Ushago, if those of us, uh, if you will travel, or wherever it is that comes to mind. It was such a lowly place that some, you, would, you, would, you wouldn't think that a great person would come out of there. Now, I'd want us to pick out a lesson from there. That God chose somebody from this lowly place, this despised place, uh, to do his bidding. And so the lesson here is, God does not consider how popular we are or are not before he uses us. Now, God chose to use Nazareth even though it was not popular. Same to the place, also to the people. And uh, I don't know if uh, some of us are on social media. You may not have as much following. Uh, maybe maybe you, when you, post, you send out a post, you only get one like, uh, while others get thousands of likes. God does not look at how popular we are, or how people love us, or how people view us. God can use any one of us. Sawa, sawa. Sawa, sawa. So I'd like us to say that again. Uh, if you put it up on the screen, if you, we, uh, we would say that together. Uh, going up once, uh, almost, almost. Okay, let me say it and then you will repeat it after me. God does not consider how popular we are. Say that. Or are not before he uses us. Now, at the end of this sermon, I'm going to ask a few questions. Eh? And uh, whoever will get it right, I'm going to give, give, to give you a gift. Sawa, sawa, watoto. And by watoto, I don't mean children alone. Ata watoto wa mungu. Sisi wote ni watoto wa mungu. Let's try this. I'm, I'm going to say something, and if you're a child of God, I want you to say, yeah. Sawa, sawa. Children of God... Children of God. Awesome, 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 awesome. So let's, let's, let's move on to the second thing. A virgin was pledged to marry Joseph. And this uh, virgin is called Mary. A little bit about the culture of the Jews is that their wedding ceremonies, or rather their marriage, the process of getting married was in twofold. It was two, as a two-step process. The first one was called betrothal or engagement what uh, Joseph and Mary had. This is where they said the vows for their wedding but they never came to live together as husband and wife. They still lived separately for a a period of time, almost a year, uh, but they had made the the, the marriage vows. So this is what had happened. Mary had made her marriage vows to Joseph, same to Joseph, but they had not started living together as husband and wife. Let's talk about Mary for a little bit. Mary, when we think about Mary, there are several things that come to mind. People think Mary was about 20, 25 years old, maybe, maybe 30. But in the Jewish culture, this engagement would happen when they were in their teenage years. And so Mary would be about 15 years of age by the time this story is happening. And that is a picture uh, that is drawn to uh, portray who Mary was. She was a young girl, possibly 15 years of age. A little bit more about this engagement. It was so serious that if 
you would break off that engagement. You would be referred to as a divorced person. It was that serious. It was that binding. And if, per se, uh, somebody who had been engaged to die, you would, you would be referred to as a widow or a widower. Now, considering Mary's age, how young she was, I'd like to point out one thing, that God can speak to and use anyone regardless of age. God can speak to and use anyone of any age. Let us please say that together, everyone. God can... Uh Regardless of age. He doesn't really matter to God. God can use a 60-year-old person, a 70-year-old person, and can use a 10-year-old child. God can use anyone. Sawa, sawa. Children, I'd like you to hear that very well. God can use anyone of any age. And I'll give you several examples. The prophet Samuel, he got into, uh, into ministry, into serving God, when he was such a little boy. I'll give you other examples. Jeremiah was in his teenage years when God called him to serve. And one of the excuses he gave is that, God, I am still young. Another gentleman is called Timothy. And Timothy started serving God when he was also young. And Paul had to encourage him that let no one look down upon you because you are young. But instead, be an example to others in your conduct. Praise the Lord. God can speak to and use anyone of any age. When we think of the disciples of Jesus, we think they were grown men. We think they were in their their 30s or in their 40s. Shock on you. The disciples of Jesus, when he called them, they were actually in their teenage years. They were actually in their teenage years. So God can use anyone. I don't have to wait to grow old for God to use me. So let's ask the question, why did God choose Mary? There are so many young ladies of her age that God could have chosen. But why did God choose Mary? It is easy for us to assume that Mary was special. It is easy for us to assume that there was something unique and peculiar about this young lady called Mary. But that is not true. Mary was like any other ordinary teenager who loved God, who sought God, and who had faith in God. That was who Mary was. She loved God, she sought God, and she had faith in God. And so I'd like us to read together this next uh, point I'd like to bring across, that we do not have to be special for God to use us. God can use anyone to do great things. Let us read that together. Do you remember the first one? What was the first one? Somebody, somebody here, please, please say it out loud. That is Cynthia, right? Yes, say it, say it out loud. God will not consider how popular we are or are not, yeah, for him to use us. Thank you so much. And because you're a child of God, please come, come to the front. I have a, I have a gift for you. 
Tumpige makofi. Karibu. And because Daphne and Jambi prayed for us, also come and get a gift. Let us let us clap for them. <laughs> You're welcome. What was the second one? Please put it up uh, on the screen so that we read it again. What was the second one? God can speak to and use anyone of any age. The third one, we don't have to be special for God to use us. God can use anyone to do great things. And so if, if Mary was any other ordinary girl, then why did God choose her for this great work of being the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? She asked this question uh, in a different way to the angel Gabriel who uh, showed up to her. And this is recorded in Luke chapter 1 verses 30. Angel Gabriel said, because you have found favor with the Lord. Because you have done what? Beautiful. Beautiful. You are very good children of God. <laughs> Every one of us can also receive favor. Mary received favor from God and God used her in this specific way, and God blessed her in this specific way. But then, all of us who are children of God can get to receive favor from God. Any, everyone receives favor from God when we receive Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. And that is called grace, which is unmerited or an earned favor. We receive favor from God right now, not because we have done anything not because we are so good, not because we are so kind, not because of anything that we have done. But God gives us favor just because we have made Jesus our friend and we have received him as our Lord and Savior. And so if you want God to favor you and you have not made Jesus your friend, then you need to. And then God will favor you. I have a question I also like to ask. If I have faith in God... Does it mean I will not have any questions? Yes? No. Good. Mary believed what the angel said. Mary believed that God was able to help her, even though she was a virgin, to have a child. She believed in God, but she still had questions. And so having faith in God does not mean we don't have any questions. But there's a distinction. Last week, as Baba Daphne taught us, Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, also had questions. And because, because uh, of how he presented himself, he was made dumb for the nine months before John the Baptist was born. What is the difference between Zechariah and Mary's question? Zechariah asked a question from a place of doubt. In his heart, he thought, this, is, this thing is not possible. And so he asked the question. Mary believed it was possible, but she wanted to find out how it will be done. In the same very way we could say, as a church, God has challenged us to plant three churches in the next two years. We can ask the question, how are we going to do that? From a place of doubt 
Like, haiwezekani. Yani, is it even possible? How are we going to do that? Or we could ask the question in terms of a strategic, uh, from a strategic point of view, we are thinking, how are we going to plant this church? We believe God is going to do it, but we are asking for the strategy. So, having faith in God does not mean we will lack questions. And sometimes we'll have different questions that God, I don't understand this specific thing. And we can always go to God and ask him, God, would you help me to understand this specific thing? Would you help me to know what the next thing for me is? Would you help me to know how to pass my exams? Would you help me to know what to do at work? That does not mean we lack faith in God. Sawa, sawa. Beautiful, beautiful. Children of God. Children of God. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Wazazi leo tutajifunza ni kama tuko children's service. Sawa, sawa. And those who do not have children, this is how it will be when, you, when the Lord blesses you with children, that we will need to learn to speak a language that they understand. Let me ask another question. Why should we not doubt God? Mary received a message from God and she believed. But then the flip side is, the opposite of it is that she would have, she would have chosen not to believe just like Zechariah did not believe. So why should we not doubt God? The answer is in Luke chapter 1 verses 37 which says, for no word from God will ever fail. This is what the angel Gabriel told Mary when she asked that question. How will this be? And the angel Gabriel told her that no word from God will ever fail. Has God ever told you anything? For example, that he loves you. For example, that he will care for you. That he will provide for your school fees. He will provide for everything you need as a family. What did he tell you? Whatever God said, that word will not fail. And so that is one reason that we need to have faith in God and not doubt him. Because everything he says will come to pass. But the second reason why we need not to doubt God is because if we doubt God, we will miss out on enjoying what God has in store for us. Just like Zechariah missed a whole nine months without the ability to talk because he doubted God. And so if we doubt him, we're going to miss out on the so many blessings and the so many things that he wants to do through us and in us. So, how should we respond to God's promises about our lives? God has promised you something, that he will make you great, that he will help you to pass your exams, that he will help you in one, one way or another. How should we respond to the promises about our lives? We should respond as Mary responded. This is how Mary responded in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. And that is how we should respond to God's promises. When he promises something, when he says something over your life, we should be there and say, God, may it be unto me as according to your word. May your word to me, to my family, be fulfilled. And so that takes us to the second bit of our reading today. And as soon as Mary received this great news that she's going to be the mother of Jesus Christ, the, the, the Messiah. She packed her bags immediately and she went to visit her cousin. 
Her cousin is called Elizabeth. Elizabeth at this time, she's about 60 plus year, years old. Remember, Mary was 15 or so years old. She's going to visit her cousin, who is about 60 plus years old. Why do you think Mary went to visit Elizabeth? Any guesses, any, any, any thoughts? Why do you think Mary went to visit Elizabeth? Okay, because there's no hand going up, uh, let, me, let me mention three reasons why I think Mary went to visit Elizabeth. Number one, the angel Gabriel told her that your cousin uh, who had been declared barren, one who was not able to have children, even now is six months um, pregnant. And so Mary wanted to confirm, or, uh, or rather she wanted a confirmation of what God had said. Now, if you'd put this up, God will always confirm what he told you, mostly in a different way than the way he used to tell you the first time. I'd like us to read that together. One, two, three, go. God... Children of God. Children of God. Not all children of God read that. Please let us all read it together. All children of God. God will always... God spoke to Mary the first time through the angel, Gabriel. And then through him, God gave Mary a way to confirm what he had told her. And he told her, your cousin who has been barren has, or rather is, is expecting a child. And so, and so she went to see Elizabeth just to confirm this. Remember this point, there were no phones, there was no social media, there were no emails. If the only way for her to confirm this was to go physically to where Elizabeth was. That's the first reason I believe Mary, a 15-year-old girl, went to see her cousin who was about 60 years of age. The second thing is she was, pos um, she was possibly the only one, Elizabeth that is, was possibly the only one who would understand and believe her story. Imagine you are Mary and you're 15 years of age. And the angel appears to you, and he tells you that you're going to, be, to, 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 to have a child, and you're a virgin. Imagine going to tell your parents, imagine going to tell the one you're engaged to. It will, it will have been very hard for anyone else to believe Mary. And so Mary immediately packed her bags, went to Elizabeth, who would believe that this is actually true? Because Elizabeth had had the same experience. The third reason I believe Mary went to see Elizabeth is because she wanted to be around people who, had, who would encourage her faith in God. She wanted to be around people who would encourage her faith in God. You see, if you surround yourself with people who doubt God's promises over your life, slowly and slowly you will also start doubting God's promises over your life. But if you surround yourself with people who trust in God, who believe in God, you, your faith also will be built slowly and slowly and slowly. And that is why we come to church every Sunday. 
Because we are trying to surround ourselves with people who believe and trust in God. Because as we fellowship together, as we hear testimonies, as we pray together, our faith will be built. Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33. And he says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. I'd like all children of God to read this verse together with me. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad companionships corrupt good morals. If I surround myself with people who have bad morals, I will end up being like them. The Englishman says, show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. So do you want to be a person of faith? Do you want to be a person who trusts God? Surround yourself with people who trust God. When you are in school and you are out on break playing or you are at games time or whatever the kind of friends you have, surround yourself with friends who love God. Surround yourself with friends who talk about things that are pleasing to God. And if any of them would speak things that are not pleasing to God, then you can separate yourselves with them from them. Bad songs, bad movies, bad books, bad conversations corrupt good morals. So it's not only the friends we have, but what kind of books are we reading? What kind of movies are we watching? What kind of songs are we listening to? Because the more you listen to those songs, the more you read those books, the more you have those conversations, they end up becoming what you do and who you are. Children of God. Children of God. Anything you remember from what I've said so far? Anything? Anything? Anyone? Anyone who remembers anything from what you have said? Anyone? Bad company corrupts good morals. Thank you so much. Please come. No, no, kujibu masoli ni mzuri. Tumpigia makofi. When we trust in God and believe what He says about us, we get blessed by God. Luke chapter 1 verses 45 says, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And this is what, what Elizabeth said to Mary. That because she believed what God has said over her life, that she was blessed. And if we would all believe what God says about our lives, we will be blessed. In God's kingdom, we don't get to really compete you see, Elizabeth would have said, why wasn't I the one to be the mother of Jesus? She was, she was more experienced uh, in years. She was more experienced about life. Maybe she would have been a better mother because of her years. But when she received Mary, she was so happy that Mary was the one to be the mother of Jesus Christ. And so, because we are all God's children, and because we all belong to the kingdom of God, we do not compete. Rather, we complement one another. A different role is not a lesser role. We are all serving the same God. I may not be able to sing very well like the worship team does, but they get to compliment me who, who can't sing. 
But God is also using me in a different way, and he's using me powerfully. Maybe you're not able to stand here like Daphne and Jambi and pray. But in your own way, God is still able to use you to do what he wants done. And so in, as children of God, and because we belong to the kingdom of God, we do not compete when it comes to serving God. Because we are serving the same God. And where I cannot, uh, where I'm not able to serve or do a specific thing, I'm also able to serve God in a different way. Sawa, sawa. Beautiful. We are almost drawing to a close. And we come to a song that Mary sang. After Elizabeth told her all these things and, 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 and I was read to us uh, by Baba Joshua, as we went through that, Elizabeth spoke several things. And she said that as soon as I saw you, the baby in my womb lived and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she started speaking these things. After all these great things that Elizabeth spoke over Mary, Mary responded in a very beautiful way. Mary started singing a song that we call The Magnificent. And the reason why she sang this song, rather, is because she was very happy, is because she trusted in God, is because of what God had done and was doing in her life. And so, children of God, has God done anything in your life? If God has done anything in your life, if God has fought for you, if God has kept you safe this year, if God has been faithful to you, if God helped you to, to finish this term well, and you excelled in your academics, if God has given you good health, God has given you parents, or given you a guardian, or God has given you children, and God has given you a job, or whatever it is God has done for you, I want us to practice what Mary practiced. Mary was filled with so much joy in her heart because of what God had done, and she sang a song of praise to God. And so I'd like to invite the worship team up to help me sing a song of praise. And so I'd like to invite every child of God who is here to stand up. And I want us to sing, if God has done anything for you, I want us to sing this song, just to tell God, thank you. Just like Mary sang a song to glorify God for this great blessing that he had done. Children of God, yeah. children of God, yeah. children of God, yeah. children of God, yeah. children of God, will yeah. you shout hallelujah, Woo. shout hallelujah to the Lord most high.
out hallelujah to the lord most high let's go hallelujah 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 one more time hallelujah Hallelujah to the Lord most high let's go Hallelujah 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 Amen amen children of God Yeah I can't hear you children of God Children of God yeah. Children of God we yeah. shout hallelujah hey. shout hallelujah to the Lord most high let's go hallelujah 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 Has God been good to you? Yes. Has God blessed you? Yes. Has God fought for you? Yes. Has God provided for you? Yes. Has God given you good health? Yes. Isn't the Lord good? Yes. Children of God. Yes. Children of God. Yes. Children of God. Shout to the Lord! Indeed, He is good. Amen, amen. Uh, let us please have our seats for a few minutes as we conclude our sermon today. Natafadali, mume choka sana. Can you drop a kidogo juu na Maliza? Alafu tuimbe tena. Sindiyo? Beautiful. Children of God, do we sing again? Do we sing again? Okay, bakini apa tu kidogo tu, and then we will sing. And so Mary, because she was so joyous of what God had done for her, she burst out in song like we have, and she sang to the Lord. She gave praise to the Lord. Out of the song that she sang, I'm going to point out three things, and then we will sing again and finish our service today. 
It was such a privilege for Mary to have had the honor to be the mother of Jesus. You see, the prophecy about Jesus' birth had been given so many years back by so many prophets. And every, every Jewish girl would make this prayer that I desire to be the one that would be the mother of the Messiah. And so for Mary to have been the one, it was such an honor. And every, sorry, and every person would, would regard her honorably because of this great privilege and this great blessing that God had given her. Though not immediately, but later. And I will explain that in a, in a few minutes. But it was such an honor. Imagine with me, you go visiting a friend or a, or, or, or a cousin, yeah? Or like most of, some of us will, will travel up country. Imagine you go, you go and as soon as you arrive at the door, the person receiving you is filled with the Holy Spirit because you visited them. And they start speaking uh, of great things that God is doing. And they start speaking of how blessed you are just because you came in. It is very easy that when God uses us mightily, that we take the glory. That we say, hey, it is because I came here that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is because I preached. It's because I prayed for you. It's because I evangelized to you. And we can easily take the glory. But what did Mary do? After all these things were spoken about her, Mary chose to sing to the Lord and she chose to praise God. Mary was so humble. That like us, as we go to the end of our sermon today, that you would learn like Mary, or rather learn from Mary, be like her, and be humble. That when God chooses to use you in a particular way, it has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with what God is doing. So would you be humble? Would you be humble and give all the glory to the Lord? Children, imagine with me that you excelled so well in school and that everyone, the teachers, the students, or the pupils were all congratulating you and telling you, oh, how an exemplary student you are. Will you stand there and say, ah, you do not know how hard I worked? Or will you choose to say, God helped me to be this great student? What will you do? When you excel in football or in playing an instrument and people cheer you and celebrate you, will you receive the glory and say, ah, I really practiced so many hours? Or will you say, it is only by God's help that I was able to do this? Mary was so humble. She didn't take any glory. She gave all the glory to God. Mary had a firm and a deep understanding of God's word. The reason I say this is because in the song that she sang, she quoted 15 verses from the Old Testament. Mary was 15 years old, or about there. Mary had no formal education. Mary did not have the privilege to go to church like we do. But Mary understood God's word so well that when she started singing praises to God, in it she quoted the Bible, 15 verses from the Old Testament. Now, there are some of us here who are, are older than 15 years. 
you have such an understanding of God's word that you know it so well that in the spur of a moment, you can just bubble out God's word and sing praises to him even without reference. Mary did not have the privilege to have a copy of the word of God like we do. She did not, she did not have a personal copy. As a family, they did not have a personal copy of God's word, but she knew it by heart. As believers today, do we know God's word? As children of God, do we know God's word so well? And so if there's a lesson we could learn from Mary, even as we get to celebrate Christmas, that we would be humble like Mary was. That we would hide God's word in our heart and know it with a deep understanding. Mary put serving God before her own comfort. I know as we think of Mary right now, we are thinking of how blessed she was, how wonderful it was to be the mother of Jesus Christ. But to Mary at that time, it was not necessarily a beautiful thing. Everyone around her would, would gossip, people would gossip around her and say, look at this lady who got a child out of wedlock. Look at this lady who has not been living a godly life. And people would doubt her. She risked being divorced by Joseph by accepting this uh, blessing that God gave to her. And for Mary at that point, it was not necessarily a beautiful thing. But she chose to put serving God before her own comfort. The last thing I'd like to mention as we close is there is a group of Christians who have chosen to exalt Mary. And they have chosen to take Mary as a co-redemptor with Jesus. They have put Jesus and Mary at the same level. They have actually thought of her to be greater than Jesus or even equal to Jesus. I'd like to tell you that Mary was an ordinary girl, an ordinary person like you and I, who God used. She died, she was buried, she never rose again. She was just a vessel that God used. But so sad in our generation today, we glorify and even worship servants of God. We worship men of God. Just because God raised somebody through so-and-so does not mean we worship that person. Should you ne please never take anything I tell you and glorify me. I may have made a prayer or any one of our pastors here may have, may have made a prayer and God answered it. It does not mean you worship me or worship any servant of God. Other servants of God have gone to the extent of calling themselves almighty. A title reserved only for God. May we never get to worship servants of God, but worship God alone. May we never get to pray to somebody else except God, or through somebody else or anything else except Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life, and nobody goes to the Father except through me. He didn't say, except through me and Mary, except through me and the saints, except through me and angels. He never said that. He said, only through me. So we pray only to God through Jesus. 
And so as we close, would you just bow down your head and pray? I don't know what you remember from what we have talked about in this sermon. Maybe what you remember is that the reason why we are celebrating Christmas is because of Jesus. That God sent Jesus Christ to live here on earth, to show us how we should live, but also to pay for our sin when he died on the cross. Maybe what you remember is that God does not consider how popular we are or not before he uses us. Maybe you have been thinking, I am not popular, I am not famous, then maybe God cannot use me. Or maybe you think you are too young or too old for God to use you. Or maybe you think that you're not special enough for God to use you. Or maybe you think that you do not have God's favor. Or maybe you thought that if you have faith, you should never have any questions to God. Or maybe you did not know how to respond to God's promises over your life. But now you know. Or maybe that God spoke to you and said something about your life. And you're wondering, how will God confirm that? Or that you have been reminded that in God's kingdom we don't compete, but rather we complement one another. Or that when we trust God, we will be blessed. Or that like Mary, we should love God, we should seek God, we should have faith in God, be humble, and put serving God before our own comfort. Whatever it is you remember, just talk to God right now and respond to that in prayer. And tell God, help me to trust. Use me, Lord. You may want to use me in this generation in a mighty way. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I may, I may be just but a child. But Lord, would you use me? Use me, Lord. Speak to him because he's here and he's listening to you. Father, for where I and we have given excuses why you should not use us, Father, would you forgive us? And Lord, would you help us from now on to be used of you for your purposes and for your glory, regardless of our age, regardless of the fact that we are famous or not, popular or not, liked by people or not, regardless of what people think of us or not, regardless of if we think we are special or gifted or not, that, Lord, you'd like to use every single one of us in a specific way. So, Lord, would you speak to us and show us how you'd like us to be used of you and help us to respond by faith and not to doubt, but to still feel free to ask questions in faith. And that, dear Lord, like Mary, we would, we would love you with all of our hearts. And we would seek you with all of our hearts, dear Lord, by reading the word of God and studying it and hiding it in our hearts and knowing it so very well like Mary did. And by praying, Lord, would you help us to grow in our faith in you, to be humble and give you all the glory when you use us, Father. 
and to put serving you before our own comfort. Father, be exalted and be magnified. And this we pray in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to pray for our last person here. You are here and you have never asked Jesus to be your friend. You have never asked Jesus to come into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. Because the, the whole purpose of Christmas is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so God sent his son Jesus Christ to be born on Christmas. So if you have never asked Jesus to be your friend or to be your Lord and Savior, would you just put up your hand wherever you are and say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. And I want you to be my friend. And I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Just put up your hand wherever you want. We will pray together. Thank you for those hands. I see those hands. Let us pray together. So if you put up your hand, just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to live on earth and then to die on the cross for my sins. I believe that by your sacrifice, I am cleansed, I am made clean, all my sins are forgiven, and that you have secured my future, that I will live for eternity with you from today. I receive you to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me just pray for you, for those, those of you who have made that prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for everyone who has made that prayer by faith. Thank you for sending your son to come and live here on earth. That today, we are, this season, we are celebrating Christmas because Jesus came to live on earth. Thank you for that great blessing. And thank you, Lord, because he did not only live on earth, but also he died on the cross for our sins to reconcile us back to you. And so, Lord, for everyone, Lord, who has received you today to be Lord and Savior, I am praying over them today that, Lord, would you keep them, dear Lord? You who have started this good work in them, would you carry it to completion until the final day of our Lord Jesus Christ? Lord, would you feel every single one of them regardless of age with the Holy Spirit. Lord, would you set them apart for, for your purposes, dear Lord, and for your glory. Dear Lord, I pray that they would grow in you, in their relationship with you, in understanding your word. Lord, you'll help them and all of us to love you with all of our hearts, to seek you with all of our hearts, to live for you, Lord. And would you help us, Lord, to fulfill the purposes of our lives. So be with us and bless us. And this we pray in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Children of God. Does anyone remember what is started today? Anything? Anyone who remembers anything? Anyone who remembers anything? Anyone? Yeah, okay, I, I see two hands, three hands, four hands. 
five, six hands, seven hands, eight hands, nine hands. Okay, come to the front. Everyone who remembers something, just come to the front. Whatever you remember, come to the front. Um, I need somebody to help me write their names and I'm going to, to give everyone who says something a gift later, not today. So any, any volunteer would help me write their names? Any, any volunteer? Akia kuna volunteer? Wazazi yawa. Okay, unyesi wazazi. Anyone who'd help me write their names? Thank you, sir. Uh, you can help me write it here. Thank you. So, uh, what you're going to do, you're going to say your name and you're going to say what you remember. Sawa, sawa. And we start from here. So, please say your name and then what you remember. My name is Taji. Taji, what do you remember? I remember about... God. About, about God. Let us appreciate her. Beautiful. Taji. Um, let's, let's move on. Uh, my name is Jaden and I remember Don't Stay With Bad Company. Jaden remembers Don't Remain With Bad Company. Let us appreciate her. Jaden. Jaden. Let's move on. My name is Judah and I remember that Mary believed in God. Mary believed in God. Judah. Move this way, Judah. My name is Jonathan. I remember, do not doubt the Lord. Jonathan remembers, do not doubt the Lord. Let us appreciate him. Thank you. My name is Chloe. I remember when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, her her cousin. Wonderful. Let us appreciate her. Thank you, Chloe. My name is Savannah, and I remember that we shouldn't listen to bad songs. Savannah remembers, don't remember, don't listen to bad songs, thank you. My name is Lisa, and I remember that we should not worship any other God. Lisa remembers, don't worship any other God. My name is Daphne, and I remember that it doesn't matter whether you're popular or not, God will still use you. Wow, let us appreciate her, that's Daphne. My name is Terence, and I remember that God will use you even if you're not special. Wow, Terence remembers God will also use you even if you're not special. My name is Njame, and I, I remember that the wrong company, bad movies, makes you a bad person. Wow, that's Njambi. Let us appreciate her. Thank you so much. My name is Kelly, and I remember that God can do miracles. Wow, Kelly remembers God can do miracles. My name is Caleb, and I remember that the kingdom of God does not compete. Wow, in the kingdom of God, we do not compete, Caleb. My name is Joshua Murethi, and I, learned, I remember that you should always have faith in God. Joshua remembers you, shall, you should always have faith in God. Uh, my name is Nathaniel. I remember that God faith cannot, uh, by that God faith cannot fail. Wow, God's word cannot fail, Nathaniel. My name is Milan Howe, and I remember the joy of Elizabeth when Mary went to see her. Wow, let's appreciate her, Milan. Now, I want us to sing that song once again as we conclude our service. 
Now I only have one one sorry. I only have one bar of chocolate, Martin, because you helped me write. This is yours. Thank you. And children of God, all of you ones, I have your names and I know your parents and so I'm going to contact your parents and we're going to to either get you a gift throughout this week or on Sunday. Sawa sawa. But meanwhile, I want us to dance for God as we end our service. And so, Amani, please take it away. If you kindly move, Taji and, and Jaden, let's move to, towards the end so that we have enough Chains space to dance. Yeah. Let us dance for God and praise God because He has been good. Other children of God, let us rise and let us worship God and praise Him as we end our service. Chains are breaking from my sins. For my sins. Chains are breaking from my sins. Chains are breaking from my sins. Chains are breaking from my sins. Children of God. 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 Will you shout hallelujah? Shout hallelujah to the Lord most high. Onaga, Onaga, Let's go, let's go, Onaga, 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 Onaga. Is it working? Is it working? It's working. Is it working? It's working. Is it working? It's working. Onaga, 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 Onaga. Children of God, yeah. Children of God, yeah. Children of God, yeah. Children of God, yeah. Children of God, will you shout hallelujah? Hey, shout hallelujah to the Lord most high. Isn't God faithful? Hasn't God carried us throughout 2021? Isn't God a wonderful God? Isn't He a good Father? Yes, He is. And today, as we end our service, I speak a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord fight for you. May God give you a song of joy and gladness. In this season, as we remember the birth of Jesus Christ, that may he truly be rebirth in our lives. May he fight for you in your workspace. If any of anyone of you is traveling, may the Lord give you journey masses as you go, wherever it is that you will go. 
but may the joy and the peace of God dwell in your heart today and forevermore. May he fill you with the knowledge of God so that you will understand how wide and how deep his love for us is. May you be blessed now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us please share in the words of the grace as we end our service. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Merry Christmas. Let's meet on Sunday. Hallelujah. 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 One more time. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.